Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. afternoon good evening wherever you are <laughs> welcome to another episode of geologians we're here today to put the she in hushed Ooh. i'm summer and i'm here with my beautiful co-host joy and joy i want you to know that if you and i were scientists looking for life on another planet i would not let you leave the ship without adequate interplanetary protection and I wouldn't leave you alone with any dro- androids with questionable morals. Oh. You're welcome. I hope that you would leave me alone with a super cute little android, though. <laughs> like a BB-8? Something BB-8 or okay. R2-D2-ish. But if it looked like a man, we couldn't trust it. Right. Because we know how all of those turn out in every right. sci-fi movie Would it ever. be okay, though, if he looked like Michael Fassbender? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> How can you not trust that guy? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Steve Jobs? Have you seen Frank? No. What's that? It's a movie with uh, Michael Fassbender plays the main character. Most of which, most of the movie, he has a massive paper mache head over his head because he has like some psychological issues okay but he's there he's in a band they're all like very artistic Mm. and they like go out you know about those arts it's a great it's a it's i mean it's weird Mm. it's a really weird movie but it's also really good i like michael fassbender i think he's a great actor yeah i think so too he's good i still haven't watched the light between oceans because i'm scared like every time i watch the trailer i want to (laughs) cry So like, I think I just don't have enough chocolate. Um, for emotional this. manipulation is a turn off for me in movies. Right. Like right, right. I'm not, I'm not into movies where it's just like the only reason you made this was so that I would just cry and cry and cry and cry. <laughs> well, it's based off a novel that was like right. You know, and that book was written so that I could just cry right, and cry. And right. Cry. Right. Right. Okay. Wow. Um. But you're right. I am Joy, <laughs> and I am here today with my beautiful co-host Summer. And Summer, um, <laughs> if we. Uh-huh. If we buy a hotel one day on the side of a, you know, a road now less traveled and you die before me, I will pretend that you are still alive, <laughs> take on your personality and sometimes pretend to be you. <laughs> um, I warned you about this compliment. <laughs> <laughs> like to let my legacy live on or something um, or because you miss me so much yes okay <laughs> <laughs> got it well that's great so this reminds me of a movie yeah is it supposed it should to? okay <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a reference okay sorry i'm okay obviously you're forgot to so, silence my phone you're so popular um <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I kind of want like operative words here. Yeah. Hotel. Yeah. Pretend to be you. Right. So. We would be in black and white. What would We'd be. We'd be one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Right. So what would be the operative like 
how would you pretend to be me? Does that mean like well, you when wear I would really go, comfy pants? Well, so a part of it would be oh. that once you died, I would dig up your body oh. and place you strategically in a window so that if someone looked up at the house yeah. that's also on the same property as our hotel, right, right, they would be like, oh, there's Summer. She's sitting. And then I would tell everyone that like you're just not feeling well. So this is and because then, you got the psychopath question right last, right. last week. Um, you didn't <laughs> get it right. And then, and so then, like, I would pretend mostly in the house, I would like dress up as you and like wear all black. That's because that's me. <laughs> and I then I'm wearing all black. I would right wear now. all black. And then I'd like talk to myself Do in my voice and then like in oh. your voice. I thought you were saying I talked to myself a lot and I was no. like, I don't think I do. Because I would just like, I'd have to pretend to be two right. people, but obviously I'm You're one. You're just one person. So. You know, it's really... Is this like... Was Psycho uh, like a pronoun commentary? <laughs> commentary on pronouns? Maybe. They, them. I don't know. Right. Ahead of its time. It is true that if you refer to yourself in the plural, something is wrong. Something is wrong. But If you not. ever hear me referring to myself in the plural, you'll know that everything I just said came true. Mm-hmm. You had a breakdown. And you should... And it's happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been... Um, no, I probably shouldn't tell you that. <laughs> I just, you know, this is a total sidebar. We'll get moving in a second. I just don't know how anybody, I think I said this last week, I don't know how anybody can just look around at what people do and deny total depravity. Like, people, like, how can you not see how sin has affected the world? Like, I don't even know. And then I listen to, like, social commentary Right. And and the people who want to walk around and like erase all evil and just pretend that like there's no real danger out there in the world and they're just those are the crazy people right. I feel like they're right. crazy. Anyway, yeah, this is the a total people that, the people that act like if you just got rid of this one thing, every there would humanity be would be fine. It's not even true. though you're typically doing it by force, right? Like I, okay. Let me just solve it for you. Okay. If you think this way. Yes. You should read some um, old sci-fi novels. Yeah. All of this yeah. and the outcome yeah. has already been predicted yes. by the science fiction writers of old. 1984. I'm just telling you. I mean, Brave New World. Brave New Animal World. Animal Farm. Kurt Vonnegut's been writing this stuff. Yeah. Obviously not not as old as Orwell or anything like that. Right. But like if you if you wanna if you're like if you wanna see um the future being told, right. <laughs> read some old science fiction. Right. Books. And then so for me, like I'm really interested in true crime. Right. Like I love those shows. Me and, too. But it's not because of like I have this grotesque interest like in death or something, but just like how can you, this is like how this is what people do. But see, the thing for me is like I can listen to true crime and it's not hopeless for me. because I can see like how evil the world is. But like we have hope. You know what I mean? Like right. I have a basis for understanding that evil and like what the answer is for it. Right. I don't know how like if I was an atheist, I wouldn't be able to handle true crime. If you're an atheist, you're just one swing to the head away from being Gacy. Right. Like. <laughs> Right. Like there's just no, there's no hope. There's no like reason in any of it. I just don't get, I don't, I don't get it. If I was an atheist, I would really struggle with all of that. Anyway, well, this sometimes is such a it sidebar. Already, it is, Joy, it is. what are we doing? I don't know. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's Friday. I'm sitting in this big comfy chair. Yes, you are. 
I like talking this... about our grand dreams for the future. I don't what? even know what's happening. I have a cucumber juice drink right By the here. way, I was referring to something we were talking about before we were recording. Mm-hmm. My grand no. dreams for the future is not... Um... That you're a psycho. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's not <laughs> That's not your Summer dream. Summer and I have no plans to buy a hotel together. We have zero... <laughs> none of... This was all a riff off of a movie. Anyway. Okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I actually have a time. I have to leave the studio today. Anyway. Um, so we're going to talk... <laughs> Today we're going to talk about something you guys have probably heard about before, but I think we've even mentioned it. I on think this we've show mentioned before. it briefly. Can you believe almost a year ago? Our first episode was released on September 29th oh, yeah, of last yeah. year. We're going to do something for it for our one year anniversary. I don't know what yet. If you guys like have ideas, we're thinking like giveaway or some kind of scavenger hunt or I don't know something, something. It'll be fun. It'll be Sheilogeny. Right. I don't know what it is yet. But trip to the bottom of the ocean. A trip to the bottom of the ocean would be our favorite. <laughs> um, so anyway, we this is a topic I never really planned on going into super in depth because I don't know if it's like the bubble that I live in. Um, I don't really hear this language a ton now that I'm back in Arizona, but I heard it a ton when I was in the South. Um, and I just think it's a really interesting, it's probably something a lot of us are used to hearing, but in the circles Joy and I go in, I don't think we hear it that much. Right. Um, I have some like connection to it through like certain family members and mm -hmm. things like that, but Mm -hmm. I don't really hear it all too often. Right. So the phrase that we want to talk about today is God told me. And there's a lot of reasons why... Um, I think some people might say this innocuously and not realize the ramifications of what they're saying when they say, God told me. Uh, and I think a lot of people just, they don't care and they do mean it in this totally terrible way. Right. Um, and so the biggest, the the biggest uh, proponent of that, I think that most of us are probably familiar with is Sarah Young, who wrote the book, Jesus Calling. Um, and, you know, again, I, Joy and I never want to be like repetitive. There are plenty of uh, much more qualified people out there with large ministries who have responded to Jesus Calling. So at this point, the book's been out for long enough. It's sold millions and millions of copies. Um, If you want to know what's up with Jesus Calling, there's a lot of great stuff out there. But it does tie into the concept of uh, God told me and what's so um, wrong and scary about it. So I do want to touch on it briefly. Yeah. Um, it's a thing that you should definitely be careful. Yeah. You of. should be aware of if you have like a friend or something who's like who has the book and right. you should be able to talk to them about it. When we also never something we never, ever encourage on Sheologians is to take what someone says out of context or like assume meaning into what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So you're also allowed and encouraged to not just assume that if you hear the words God telling me, mm-hmm. Jesus telling me, mm-hmm. you don't need to like jump on that person right. and assault them. Right. Because um, sometimes people are like, I just really feel like God's telling me to this. And that's just a turn of, fr- you know, like, right. That's not what we're talking about. We so please say, just right. be intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Right. I wouldn't say it's like the most responsible thing to say, but you also no, need to. I don't to, think so either. Don't just like um, 
you know, outright, if anybody ever says that, just assume tons of things and be like, well, you're a heretic or yeah, something. It could be like, that don't they do don't that. mean the exact, right. the same thing as <laughs> the whole Jesus call. They don't right. necessarily mean that like God has given them a divine word. That's not what they, mean. so just right. be careful. Right. And be careful also if you're the kind of person who just will say things like that often, because yeah. what, what does it mean? Um, there are some people who would say that it's taking the Lord's name in vain uh, because essentially, you know, y- there are people who would take it that far. So anyway, back to Jesus calling um, the publisher. When the publisher was talking about this book, they said after many years of writing her own words in her prayer journal, missionary Sarah Young decided to be more attentive to the savior's voice and begin listening for what he was saying so with pen in hand, she embarked on a journey that forever changed her and many others around the world. In these powerful pages are the words and scriptures Jesus lovingly laid on her heart. Words of reassurance, comfort, and hope. Words that have made her increasingly aware of his presence and allowed her to enjoy his peace. So there are a lot of problems with this statement that I just read. Number right. one. Um, you cannot hold to the doctrine of sola scriptura, which means scripture alone, uh, if you believe that Sarah Young can write down the literal words of Jesus right. in her notebook. Well, and if I think it's very, <laughs> maybe it seems obvious, but if you're just thinking and praying mm-hmm. and scripture is coming to mind, mm-hmm. it's because God revealed that to you through his you read that in his word right like he revealed it to you through the bible right so you he's not just like like if it's coming from you right it's coming from you right having the word of god right stored up on your heart right and so scripture is you know it's just so interesting and it makes it's not interesting it's actually sad that these words that that she's gotten during this this time of like contemplative writing she says you know has made her increasingly aware of his presence well so let's talk about what that is oh yeah the automatic writing yeah yeah so essentially um automatic writing is a new age occult practice which is where like you sit down with your pen and your paper you let your mind go blank Mm-hmm. And then supposedly, you know, whatever when you're... Christians do it, they usually pray before. Right. But also other people meditate before. Right. So this is an occult practice, the automatic writing. Um, and essentially what you're saying, and, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the validity is to this, um, but there's another essence or person that does the writing for you. Right. Um, now, I do believe, and, you know, we covered this in our episode with Stephen Bankars, that demons are active today right. and that it's probably if you're if you're really hearing voices uh, yeah. during times of meditation and you're you know opening up this you're trying to open up a connection or whatever you might find something but i can tell you right now it's not going to be jesus right um and so a he lot doesn't of, need to reveal right anything to you right and we'll get into the scriptures that support that yeah. in a second um but we would completely reject that that that's how God speaks to us today through this kind of like. Be careful of anything that you're putting yourself into a blank open mind before you right, do like it. Right, like a meditative state or something. <laughs> like, 
that's not there's that's not um, biblical that's, that's not, not worship yeah no that's no. not any of that no um second peter 121 says for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man but men spoke from god as they were carried along by the holy spirit so in reference to like what revelation we have um it's not a you can't sit down and will a revelation right <laughs> um Right. You know, the, the Bible says in Second Peter, like the the scriptures were written um, by men as God moved that like through the Holy Spirit to speak to them. Right. Um, and we believe that the canon of the New Testament, New and Old Testaments are closed. Yeah. So <clears throat> back to Sola Scriptura, it's not we don't just believe like we believe that scripture is the sole, the only um, infallible rule of our faith and our practice. That's the doctrine. That's what we hold to. And we believe that scripture supports that. And Sarah Young, she said, um, I think in the beginning of her book, I began to wonder if I could receive messages during my times of communing with God. I had been writing in prayer journals for years, but that was one way communication. I did all the talking. I knew that God communicated with me through the Bible, but I yearned for more. Increasingly, I wanted to hear what God had to say to me personally on a given day. And so this is a denial that scripture is enough, that it's, it's enough for what she needed. It's enough for, right. you know what I mean? And so, well, and anything that God would reveal would have to become canon. Right. Um, right. Essentially, you know, if, if, uh, if her, if her words were actually from Jesus, right. If, if God is speaking, like, how could it be any less authoritative or binding than scripture? Right. Like, there's... But yet it's not in there. Right. Right. So, or if it is already in there, mm -hmm. he didn't need to give you that word. And that was my point with the whole, that might be coming from you. Right. Having foreknowledge of right. the scriptures. Like, right. if he says something to you that... Is already in scripture. There's no need for him to give that to again. be communicating with you this way right. because it's already been given. Right. Right. And so second Timothy three sixteen says all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. Um, and that, that is, that is our belief on, on scripture is that it's complete <laughs> and it's useful and it's not lacking in anything that we need for life or godliness. Um, all that we need for our faith is what's found within scripture. And so the concept that what God gave us and said was complete, um, if you're saying you, that it's not complete and you need more and you want more, then you're essentially saying to God, like, this isn't enough. I need more. And I'm going to find other ways to get right. it. Well, and we've talked about this on other shows, but there, um, it isn't it's not a case of... Um, like the Holy Spirit working through your writings, the Holy Spirit is not like an activated thing. Like you don't right. need to pray like Holy Spirit activate and then like write a thing. Right. Down. That's not how right. the Holy Spirit is a person right. of the Trinity. Right. So he. Yes. <laughs> right. Not it. The, per the person. Thing. Right. Yeah. He's a person. Yes. And, and Hebrews 4.12 says that the scriptures are living and active. So this idea that the scripture isn't enough is, is 
a contradiction to what scripture says about itself. Scripture right. says that it's living and active. Um, is anyone using that verse to like qualify their Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure that they writing? would. I'm sure that they would, but it would have to be completely taken out of context, right. you know. Um, and so it, essentially, I think all of Colossians 8 or was it Colossians 2? Uh, let's see. I have it in my notes, sorry. I forget which chapter in Colossians. There's an entire chapter in Colossians that was essentially a warning against this kind of um, these people who were creeping into the church and saying that they, through philosophy and divining and and all this stuff, were able to uh, get new insight into the faith that they hadn't. And so, the writer of Colossians is saying no. Like what right. you have in scripture is enough. Don't let these people come in and tell you that they are able to, through all of these other means, like add to the faith. Um, and so, uh, you know, and in Jude three, uh, Jude one, verse three, he says, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. So this is also another commentary on the, the canon of the scripture is closed uh, and and the church needs to be ready to contend for a faith that was given once and for all. There's nothing new. The faith right. has been given to us. There's nothing new to add to it. Um, and so the it's not just that we believe in sola scriptura, but toda, toda scriptura. The fact that all of scripture is enough um, and that what we need for life and godliness is in there. And so um, it was Graham Goldworthy who said that every case of special guidance given to individuals in the Bible, so when we see examples of like the burning bush right. and, yeah. and whatever, um, and there's so many of those, I'm not going to try to list them, but uh, every case of special guidance given to individuals in the Bible has to do with that person's place in the outworking of God's saving purposes. There are no instances in the Bible in which God gives special and specific guidance to the ordinary believing Israelite or Christian in the details of their personal existence. Right. So sometimes people will say, well, God told me this, you know, this kind of like special revelation into this personal one-off thing. Right. And there's no example of that in scripture, the burning mm -hmm. bush, you know what I mean? All of the, the those are not the same thing. Um, and then I loved, I loved what John Piper said about it. He said that God talks to me no other way, but don't get this wrong. He does talk to me very personally. I open my Bible in the morning to meet my friend, my savior, my creator, my sustainer. I meet him and he talks to me. I'm not denying providence, not denying circumstances, not denying people. I'm just saying that the only authoritative communion I have with God with any certainty comes through the words of scripture. Right. Well, and I think that's really good because there is, I can see where the disconnect comes from with okay. this, like okay. how this happened. Um, I think that the Holy Spirit and beliefs about the Holy Spirit, like traditions involving it, have a lot to do with the reason why people think that God can directly communicate with them. Um, and it's just because it's a misunderstanding mm -hmm. of what the Holy Spirit is. Like he talks yeah. about things. Of course, <laughs> there, there is there are times when you feel like the Holy Spirit is doing the work. Like mm -hmm. when you're talking to someone and all of a sudden mm -hmm. you're like, I'm just remembering all these scriptures that like yeah. I, I uh -huh. haven't been remembering mm -hmm. for months, you know, mm -hmm. or like there are people mm -hmm. that seem to know exactly what you need mm -hmm. to help you like in a specific moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
but this whole God's God speak even if you want to say not God but the Holy Spirit yeah is speaking to you mm-hmm. you have to open this channel mm-hmm. and then he speaks to you and you write it down mm-hmm. that's n- that's nowhere right in scripture that's not um that's not something we see anywhere right and it's a that's a more modern practice yeah and the early in, the earliest instances of that being a modern practice it's not christian right. at all They're, like so right. not even it's not from a christian no, tradition no, at all no uh, and I was thinking about going into like a little mini crash course on like who the Holy Spirit is, what his role is in our lives. Right. Um, and that is that is a, a whole other a whole other topic, essentially, yeah. of, well, who is the Holy Spirit and, and what does he do? And obviously, as Christians, we do believe in the supernatural. Um, we do believe there's more than just, you know, we're more than just stardust and we do believe in the holy spirit um but there is a lot of misconceptions about what his role is in our lives and what he does and we could do and we could do an entire episode he's also not an entity separate from god right so he can't he also cannot um be inconsistent with scripture because he is also god right (laughs) right right and and uh what was it in jude in jude one it was the holy spirit uh you know, God, it, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So, right, the whole topic of the Trinity, I think, um, is a a good place to start in trying to understand these things. And I'm sure you know nothing about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, but then I was not gonna say. But I I do think that my dad wrote the most accessible book. He did on the topic. I think of that's the Trinity. very. That's not even me giving him pat giving him a pat on the back right. like that's based off of what everyone my says. personal opinion <laughs> right. and the collective opinion right. like yeah if you want to understand if you want a crash course and a, a very um easy to read but thorough discussion of the trinity i do think you should pick up my dad's book the forgotten trinity it's just the best recommend we getting, can give i'm not getting any money for this <laughs> I'm not being sponsored. <laughs> he did sponsor most of my life financially. Right. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but he, he sponsored most of your life financially, but he also wrote one of the best yes. books on the Trinity. Yes. And he I think he opens <laughs> Both it up, are true. if I remember correctly, by saying that most people completely misunderstand the Holy Spirit and his, right. who he is. Right. Um, and so, yes, I would recommend that book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very helpful on that topic. And so anyway, all of that to say... Um, a clear understanding of what Sola Scriptura is and a clear understanding of who the Holy Spirit is will, I think, clear up all of this confusion. Um, And so I think probably what you guys are left with wondering (laughs) is, okay, well, can I say God told me? (laughs) Right. Um, And, you know, I think the response to that in memes and in, in articles and whatever is if somebody ever says God told me, I ask them chapter and verse. Right. Which is a quippy way of saying, get back to the scriptures. Um, Nancy Guthrie says, when we know God speaks through his word, we are not obligated to accept. Indeed, we can be appropriately skeptical toward claims by any book, teacher, preacher, or even friend when they write or say, God told me. Right. We don't have to wait until we hear God give us the go ahead before we say yes or no. 
to a request or to make a decision. We can consult the scriptures and rest in the wisdom and insight the Holy Spirit is developing in us and feel free to make a decision. So this goes back to one of my favorite books called Just Do Something. I think that was by Kevin DeYoung. Um, and it was essentially about uh, God's will and how do you know how to what God's will is. And this is what we touched on in one of our earlier episodes, which is God's will is for you to be obedient. Right. So if you ever say to me, well, God told me to do X and it's something that is just you being obedient and fulfilling scripture. Right. Well, yeah, in a way, God did yeah, tell you that in did. scripture. He right. told you, love your neighbor, bear one another's burdens or whatever. Right. Um, but we do need to be very careful of, of the things that we say. And like I said, as I was kind of reading up on this before uh, we decided to do the episode, some people would go so far as say as it's taking God's name in vain. I think that could be an interesting idea to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not making a definitive statement on that right, right now. But, you know, we do need to be careful about how we use God's name and how we say, you know, this is what God is doing. Well, is it just your personal opinion? Is this based on your emotions? Is this based on, you know what I mean? Like, if it's not based on scripture, then you need to watch your mouth. Right. I would say. Yep. Just a thought. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. Anyway. Agreed. Yeah. I feel like the air just kicked off and it's hot in here. It did. (sighs) It's like still 110 degrees in Arizona, you guys. Yeah, it'll start cooling down here pretty soon. (sighs) Lies, lies and deception. Are we ready for our Feminist of the Week? We are. Okay. I have it for you guys. I'm excited. Okay, so our Feminist of the Week is the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. EEOC. Yep. I'm just thinking of EOS, the lip balm right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's an article that that explained what EOS means, but I never read it. Oh, well... (sighs) Sorry. Can you can you fix that, please? <laughs> well, I was do you want so the- excited to like finally know like the, oh this is what it is. We'll post it on Sheila okay. sometime. I've always week. been like EOS. What's EOS? Right. That's not right. Um. Okay. Okay. So, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Okay. So this is essentially a government group mm-hmm. that sues people. <laughs> And (laughs) regulates, well, so they regulate to make sure that people are being fair amongst gender, ethnicity, race, age, Mm -hmm. disability, Mm -hmm. all that. And then they sue a lot of people as Mm. a result of it. (laughs) But so Mm -hmm. there was a provision that they were trying to put through um, that would essentially ask employers to um, report payroll information on how much they pay workers that would be broken down by things like gender, race, age, ethnicity, disability. Um, And according to many feminists, it would have been uh, a a huge step in figuring out the wage gap. (laughs) So um, first of all, this is silly. the provision all it would do is force private companies to report how many men how many men how many men women how many people of which age group how many people of which ethnicity they hire um and then report that back to the government at which point i would assume they would either get sued especially since they'd be reporting to the eeoc (laughs) Um, they would get sued if their numbers weren't up to code um 
And then, I don't know, potentially the government could start regulating private industry to make people... So right now, well, right now we have plenty of private corporations that are deciding on their own to make sure that they have equal representation of all different types of people. Right. Um, I think that's um, silly. Right. Uh, but this isn't even... That's that's different because right. now the the government is asking for that information. Right. It's totally appropriate for a private company to decide what goes on inside of its private company. Right. <laughs> now right. that provision stated that um, the the government would need to know right those numbers. You know what's so interesting about this? Not only you know Ivanka is in her in response to this said that they're looking at the law and they didn't believe that the law would essentially yield the intended results. And I'm going to have to right. agree with her because right. here's the thing. So part of it is that Ivanka Trump turned it down. Right. And then everyone was like, she's she not a feminist. Care. She doesn't care about the wage gap. <laughs> well, okay. here's, here's the thing, though. Um, so if you if we decided to report the stats of sheologians to the government, if we had to do that, we would look pretty terrible right we're and not well represented we're two we're both white and we're, we're both, both females women. and we're both the same age right so i don't think they it's like the kind of this bleeding heart mentality of there needs to be fairness well our podcast is for women and we don't need a bunch of employees right. and we just need the two of us and it's for women by women so if right. this was a quote fair by this standard company then we'd have somebody much older than us we'd have somebody with a different skin color because apparently that matters right um and we'd have a dude and you know granted our producer is a dude yeah but he works for us right (laughs) so right so the point is is that like Female could companies go, could get hurt by yeah, this. It could go drastically wrong. Yeah. And also it's not you're essentially you you essentially are asking private businesses to incriminate themselves in something that's not a criminal offense. Right. Um it's not criminal right to hire as long as you're not like it, it is criminal to discriminate in your hiring process. Right. But if you are simply if 100% of the time you hire the best candidate, the most qualified candidate for the job. There is nothing criminal about you doing that just because a certain amount of them are men or a certain amount of them are Women. are white or African American or right. Hispanic, whatever. Right. That's not criminal. And right. so there's no reason for us to report those things right. to anyone, much less the government. Right. And like I said, the EEOC, if you go on their government page, on the homepage, there's a list of ongoing lawsuits for things like this. So I could understand why businesses would see this and they'd go, hey, guess what, guys? The EEOC wants to sue us. Right. <laughs> and they want us to incriminate ourselves by right. giving them the information. Right. So Ivanka turned it down mm-hmm. and all of this Good news started flying about how she really women. <laughs> and she's for the wage gap or something like that. You so, mean, wait, wait, you mean the wage gap that's been debunked over and over? Oh, yeah, that same one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, yeah, they they act like the only reason they want it is so that they can essentially like point out who is an equal opportunity employer. But that that leaves out so many variables. Right. You don't know why a certain person in particular wasn't hired. If someone feels like they were discriminated against in a hiring process or in an employment process, then they may privately go sue the private business. That's totally within your right. But it's not. No, there's no obligation right. for a private business to right. to report those numbers just so that they can get in trouble. Right. And I say, you know, if there's like a company out there who is legitimately racist or sexist or whatever. Oh, yeah. I say let them function with their racist, sexist, whatever, and let the people. Right. Not capitalism. Let capitalism win <laughs> by not, you know, buying from their business right. and letting their business fail. Right. You know, if somebody is out out there is going to hire a white person over a black person who basically just prefers the person because they're white, then that's wrong. Let this company work this way so that they will fail because they will fail. Right. They're going to fail because this is how they run their business. Right. And let them fail is what I say. Don't try to force. You know, the government can't fix this person's racism. This, no. The government can't no. fix this person's sexism. Don't help them not fail. Let them fail right. is what I say. Let, right. their, let their business close down because they don't know how to run a business because, right. you know what I mean? If you're going to pass up someone who's more qualified on the basis of someone else's skin color, I really do believe your business will eventually fail. Yeah. Um, well, because you are missing an opportunity. Let's face it. I work um, other than the days that you're here. <laughs> I uh, I work with men. Right. And I have a totally like this job has taught me more about the differences between men and women mm-hmm. than any job I've ever had. Right. And it just it's so obvious to me that we think differently. But isn't that great that there's a representation of multiple different viewpoints and things like that? So but the point right. wouldn't be it's not about. The government 100% can't answer this. equal. Right. There's just no, the government right. is, can't, and it's too, it doesn't know you. Right. The government doesn't know you. Right. And they doesn't, they will create an algorithm in which if you follow this algorithm, right. you are equally representing people, right. but that is not good. Right. That's not good for the women's shelter. No. Like, because the women's shelter needs to, to be, hire men. Right. <laughs> like, there that are doesn't some, work. There are some businesses that, yeah, they need more of something. because like construction companies. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but there are not as many construction women. Right. Construction women. Is that I men, mean, construction is, men? Is there even such a is thing as a, a thing? construction woman? I don't know. Are they just people We're who sew? We're in trouble for even I saying that. <laughs> we construct quilts. I right. don't know. Yeah, and no, so I get what you're saying. Well, and it would destroy, it would really destroy um, competitive industries right. where women and men go head to head. Right. Like uh, the culinary industry. Right. And so like you would suddenly have this zero competition industry amongst a group of like super, super passionate people right. that have honed their craft. Right. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like that can affect a woman too. Right. Like a woman could be turned down for a job that she is very qualified for just because they need more men. Well, and somehow I, this is obviously just my personal opinion, but I feel like somehow it would end up being in the favor of women. Right. 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 Just somehow. Cause if you're the more quote oppressed group, then you deserve something. Right. I don't know. That's how it works. Now. Well, in any way, I, th- I, I also feel like this is so it's, I just don't feel like this provision would, like there's so many variables missing, like 
uh, pay rate, um, right. position within the company. Well, it's a lie. That's the right. thing. That's the thing about the reporting on this is that it's a lie. It's saying now equal pay is out the window. I'm sorry. The Equal Pay Act took took place was put in effect into 1963 and was signed by John F. Kennedy. Right. Okay. So now if you hire two people for the same job and pay them different wages based on their gender, your company can be shut down. You right. will be fired. You are in trouble. Um, so there's a lot of factors that go into this, but the, the concept that now the Trumps have signed something into law where you don't have to be paid, that's not true. All that happened was there was this, you know, law try to, as part of a provision of a law trying to be put in place that would force all companies to give the government aggregate information on their employees. And yeah. I'm sorry, when I go become employed by someone, that's a huge privacy I issue. I don't yeah. like the idea that right. the government is going to report everything that the company has, a, or right. sorry, that the company is going to report to the government on everything that they have about me. Right. I don't want it's that. It's a huge privacy violation. I don't want that. No, no. It's so unnecessary. And and that is all that was stopped. But the media, so the, the right. provision that would force companies to provide all of your personal information to the government is what was stopped. But the media is playing it like Ivanka Trump, you know, and, and Trump. Um, and Ivanka was the one that supported it. So they're jumping on her. But yes, this was something that Trump, ultimate, his administration ultimately did. But the media is reporting on it like Trump is against women right. and he doesn't care about equal right. pay. And they're reporting it as though this provision would have proved the wage gap. Right. And then Ivanka was against it. Right. So how so she's against the, she's against shedding light on wage inequality. <laughs> It's just lies, you guys. Like it is. this is the way fake. That it's, this is right. fake news. It's totally fake. <laughs> this is and the fake. thing is, is like it's so funny because even if you read the article, uh-huh. it's rife with opinions. But when it really just tells you what the provision is, the one sentence, you're like, just a fact. You're like, it's right there in the article, and it's not about that. But the headline is fake news. The rest of it is like hysteria quotes right. from people, like. Right. This is not a woman or family friendly administration. Right. Um, so, yeah, this is just fake news. You guys can just know that. And, you know, I'm just going to add like this little tiny note that neither of us voted for Trump. No. <laughs> before and Ivanka Trump is not my hero. <laughs> right. So before anybody thinks like these women. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what just happened. HuffPo wanted me to watch that commercial. <laughs> Um, so before anybody is like, listen to these Trump supporters, like, it's not that we are sitting here trying to defend Trump. It's that like, this is a lie. And as Christians, well, and I'm sorry, like that is also just a tragedy of today's culture, mm -hmm. which is that because we said something that would be a misrepresentation of what we said as well. You're just as bad as HuffPo at that point. <laughs> Sorry, right. but you are. You're right. also fake news. If you <laughs> listen to everything that we just said and what you gleaned from it was that we, we love Trump, like <laughs> fake. That's fake news. I'm sorry. They're like, well, listen to how many times she's saying fake news. She must love Trump. And I'm like, no, that's. <laughs> it's not how it works. But we as Christians, we should care about truth. And so right. when you read something that is obviously a lie, uh, you should deal with it righteously, which is expose the lie. Don't believe the lie. Don't spread the lie. Don't buy into the lies. Right. Um, and so anyway, I am not upset with the the Equal Pay Act, and I think it's been doing just fine. And I also think 
um, that capitalism is a great way that allows businesses to flourish uh, if they earn it and die if they earn it. And I right. think that that's great. Yep. And speaking of business, have you guys been thinking about us when you drink water? I've had some people tell me that they have. Ooh. <laughs> it's this tricky little marketing thing. Right. That I came up with Genius. after I went to business school. <laughs> None of that happened. None of that actually happened. <laughs> I would never go to business school. No, me neither. I don't think I could handle it. I Maybe don't. I could. I don't know. I don't want to sell myself short. I just don't see myself as a very like. I do think that you're very shrewd. Okay. Like, uh, you know, what's the what's the word? Oh, no. Uh, cunning. No, cunning oh. is a bad, normally a bad one. Why is it? What is it? Why is it? I like dove? shrewd. Something is a serpent. <laughs> <laughs> How does it go? I don't know. You're very shrewd is what I wanted to say. I feel like, I feel like you could run a business very well is what I'm saying. Well, thank you. And I would go into, wait, I did go into business with you. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Uh, not the hotel business. Not the though. hotel business. We're going to get in so much trouble for referencing a horror movie. I thought we'd get in trouble for the part where I said that I would dig you up from your grave. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to be so offended. I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> hey, go to patreon.com slash the um, If you guys want to keep us on the air after this episode. <laughs> I think it's great. And um, should we do like an episode on the Trinity one day? Maybe I could get my dad on. Yeah, I think if we did, we should have our dad on. He'd be a great guest for that. And the thing is, is what I would love, mm. since we just said we were going to do a Trinity episode mm -hmm. with Dr. James White, mm -hmm. I would love it mm -hmm. if you guys read that book oh, yeah. and then joined us for our episode. That's a good idea. Because I can guarantee you that any episode that James White is on mm -hmm. is going to be a wealth of knowledge. Yes. But you can learn a lot from reading in addition to listening it's to podcasts. It's very easy to read book, too. Mm -hmm. It's really good. But what's even better is if you go to patreon.com slash theologians <laughs> and you partner with us so we can keep doing this every week. Drink your water. Drink your water. Go to patreon.com and yes. partner with us so that theologians yes. runs and as worry-free as possible. Yes. Essentially what you're doing when you sign up on Patreon and you give us, I don't even know, six bucks a month, mm -hmm. ten bucks a month, $10,000. No. Right. Let's stick with six to ten. Um, <laughs> is you are helping put on this podcast every week and be a part of what we are doing and the well, work it's that not we're just the podcast. I not. like I like mentioning that it's not just the podcast. I know that a lot of people appreciate how um, active Summer is, how on social media, um, how often you'll hear back from us. Um, you'll get your messages and emails responded to. Um, every once in a while, I have someone message me. I like to respond to people. I don't, I'm not good at en masse responses. <laughs> if you want to email me, uh, message me personally, I tend to be a little bit better with that. Um, I'm just not, I'm totally, my no, brain is like not a social media person. I know. But that's a huge part of it. Like if yeah. you notice that like summer social media career is her career. <laughs> Like it just is. I just, I do take it pretty seriously. Yeah. I get a lot of messages and thank you guys. Here's one thing I've been planning to say, please don't turn this off. Here's one thing I've been planning to say when we get um, encouragement, you guys send so many encouraging emails and, and when I respond to them, I feel bad because I feel 
like the the truthful answers i want you to know like thank you so much for this encouragement but it feels so rote you know right and so i almost hate responding because i like i really want this person to know like i really care and i'm right. so thankful that you reached out yes but we i are feel, very legitimately thankful. right but i feel when i say it like it's this is not an auto response. Right. Like, I'm not sending you an auto response. If you send us a message, you know what our <laughs> auto responder says. Yeah, you've seen the auto responder. <laughs> anyway, this is dragging on super long. I just want you guys to know, thank you so much. Please support us on Patreon. Keep us on the air. And we just, and when we say we appreciate you and thank you, know that it's not like, I don't know, some just kind of dry it's response. It's not like a weird, like, like platitude right. response. Right, like I'm like, really glad. Thanks. Thank when you guys are like, when I, we get the emails that are like, you guys really encouraged me in this, or you really made me think about this, or like whatever it is, like I just want you to know, like that is what makes us continue to want to put the work into this right. and to be here and to make time for it. And so it just means a lot. Um, <laughs> group hug. Sorry if my psycho reference offended oh. you. It is a great movie. It is a great movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you guys next week. See ya.